Hello and welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. We've got another on-location Taco the Town coming your way this week. This week, we are coming to you from a brewery in the Northland. It's also a live music venue and a coffee house. Would you say coffee house or coffee? Coffee house is a coffee term. Okay. We're reviewing tacos and beer and beer and tacos in the Northland, North Kansas City. It's like Kansas City, but it's north. Like I said before, I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place is going to go unmentioned until my pool guy says that it's the right time for me to talk about it. Today, we'll be reviewing another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by special guests. We'll share their favorite taco places with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Let's find out what Taco Place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is the Bearded Man Kitchen at Colony KC here in North Kansas City, 312 Armor Road, North Kansas City, Missouri, 64116, right down the street from Screenland Armor and adjoined with the Rhino Music Venue. The Colony KC is many things, a brewery, a coffee shop, a kitchen, the Bearded Man Kitchen, and a music venue, the Rhino, which is celebrating its one-year anniversary today as we're recording this episode. They are open early, and they are open late, part of all the exciting things happening in North Kansas City. The Bearded Man Kitchen inside Colony KC has Taco Thursdays, which in my opinion is a great idea because after Taco Tuesday, I'm just really depressed until the next Taco Tuesday. And I'm glad there is some place in Kansas City that's offering tacos on a Thursday later in the week so I don't have to wait until Taco Tuesday. If Taco Tuesday is just too early in the week for you, the Bearded Man's Taco Thursday is here for you at Colony KC. Let's meet this week's guests. He is married with one daughter and another on the way. He is the man who makes all the dank memes on the internet that people find. He loves Kiss, George Strait, Fortnite, and Grillin. Welcome to Taco the Town, Brent Miller. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Now, where would you put your taco love uh, scale? I would say my taco meter is probably at a full 10. Oh, wow. Maybe 11. Nice. Very good to know. And what's your favorite Kiss song? Oh boy, that's uh, I should have put that in my bio, I guess. Um, I don't actually have one, they're all my favorite. Oh wow, oh yeah, we are also joined by Chris Garibaldi, co host and producer, executive producer of Taco the Town on this episode. Good day, I like the song Beth. Beth, oh yeah, that's a rocker that really gets yeah. you pumped. The acoustic version, though. <laughs> well, Beth from is, Phantom, wait, aren't they all acoustic? Beth yeah, is, but Beth wait. is a ballad <laughs> exclusively, yeah. Is there I don't an know. I feel like they're rocking pretty hard in that song. And Beth, you know, maybe for <laughs> when them. When did they stop rocking? The I think they get time, exhausted after they The first they time play. I heard that song was in Kiss Meets Family of the Park, a very popular Kiss movie that nobody's seen. Where Kiss fights themselves. I've yes. seen that film. And Weird Cats. It's people. a huge Zoom yeah. film. The band Zoom worships Kiss Meets yeah. Family of the Park. We are also joined by Brent's business. Would you say you are business partners? Uh, we, we are, but, uh, we're also brother-in-laws. No way. 
yeah. brother-in-laws and business partners. And blood brothers. And blood brothers. He is not married with no kids. He's a filmmaker and co-founded the Panic Film Fest. He loves pop punk, Fortnite, and burritos. Uh-oh, we're going to bump heads Ooh, today. holy shit. Wrong podcast. Welcome to Taco the Town, Adam Roberts. Hello, thanks. Taco meter uh, 9, burrito meter 12, favorite kiss song, Love Gun. No, oh, Plaster Caster is what he meant Oh, Plaster Caster. Oh, deep cut. Now, Brent and Adam, you guys are the operations managers, owners of mm-hmm. Screenland Armor here mm-hmm. in the Northland. I started in 2012, but you quickly converted it from a 35 millimeter twin to an all digital projection. Mm-hmm. Uh, you implemented a new food menu at the Armor with lots of beer options at the time, second only to the Flying Saucer. In 2014, you embarked on your first original concept, Tapcade, which is in the crossroads, correct? Yep. Together, you built the business literally from the ground up, opening in early 2015 to much acclaim. Since then, you've explored various concepts from your haunted house live theater hybrid shock treatment to the expansion of Screenland Armor slated to open in August 2018. And you also let me and Chris shoot a music video there last year. For the Sun Eater song "Walk Around," so I want to thank you for yeah. for letting us shoot. There. Thank you for that; it's huge. Of course. Do you regret letting us? I shoot always there? regret everything. Like immediately after, <laughs> I was like, "Am I rich yet?" No, nope. <laughs> but it was good to good, good to do it. We ran up a huge tab, though. I mean, yes, we spent a lot of money there. Yeah, if that helps. <laughs> the video was really cool. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. It was uh, the venue was amazing. That was a great venue. Thanks, Thanks for letting us shoot there. Yeah. So you guys are expanding Screenland right now. Mm-hmm. What happened? Did the person next door go out of business, or and you are taken over, or what? They retired with air quotes around yeah. the retirement. So. We'll say we forced them into a retirement, <laughs> an early retirement. You forced them into an early retirement. We've and gone through more plastic than Dexter over there because of the painting, obviously. And that's armor. Screenland armor is one of the oldest theaters in kc right when did it open originally the 20s 30s 1928 so it's the 90th anniversary of the original armor theater which was a single screen 500 plus seat theater it's the 10 year as a screen land that's when it reopened in 2008 but we've had it for six cool and i'd like to think in the 90 years it's the most kick-ass six years it's ever had (laughs) it's about it's like you know in the president uh whoever becomes president they look much older than when they started being the president this, this venue is haggard as shit right now. Like, it has seen better days because of the rock and roll lifestyle we live. I have a question. Those party corners up in the back, which mm-hmm. nobody really knows about, those are awesome. Yeah. Were they always there, or did you put those in? Uh, as they are now, though, we did the version. They were always there, but they were, like, uh, exclusive. You had to rent them. Yeah, they were, like, blocked off, and they had, like, I don't remember what kind of seats were originally up there. We've changed them. We kind of change them every once in a while. Like, we just read tooled them like six months ago do you have to rent them now or how do no. you cut you just walk in and yeah. sit down just yeah it's for real partiers only though yeah all oh, right can you just go in and nap if you want to i can <laughs> i mean i i can't absolutely people fall asleep in movies all the time so uh i guess you can just go in there you just have to pay to nap that's and, a side business we should start <laughs> and when you expand are you putting in uh two screens one screen what's the expansion going to be or is it you said you're moving the some Tapcade stuff in to that area? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're adding two screens and Tapcade in KC we had here will be uh, featuring some of the machines from that location. What's the weirdest old thing you've found in that theater when you were like, uh, when you guys took it over? Did you find any weird old 1920s, 30s stuff in the theater? I mean, it's haunted as fuck, so. For real? I mean, What's we the... had ghost hunters come there and they ran out. 
So no way. I mean, they didn't run out, but uh, they walked out fast after the whole ghost hunt. But um, they did do. They did say it was haunted. That's the oldest, creepiest thing we found. You found a what? I think just the ghosts and <laughs> maybe a demon. I don't know. There's a boiler in the basement, like a Freddy yeah, Krueger boiler. I don't. Go, I won't go down there. Yeah, none of us go down there alone. But the ghost hunter said there's no demons down there. So we're good to know. We should be clear to go down there. I don't. When we did the expansion over here, we found like 1960s KCPNL like resumes or resumes to KCPNL because that was the original. Oh, originally, whoa. it was a KCPNL building, and I, I don't even know where they were. But we found like friggin' typewriter, like Jessica Smith, and I am. A re, I want to be a receptionist, and they for paid pretty 17 well. Seventeen cents an hour. No, oh, it was whoa. like it was like nine dollars an hour for a receptionist. <clears throat> whoa! At KCPNL, it was like pretty good. In the 60s? Yeah. They were old. I remember. You had to do a lot they of typing hell, back yeah. then. Yeah. Dave, didn't your didn't your dad work at KCPNL? Is he Mr. KC or PL? Would his resume be down there? The festivals you guys have had at. Tell me about Panic Fest. What's Panic Fest for people that don't know? So Panic Fest is this will be its sixth year. Twenty nineteen will be the sixth year. So I guess we just have the fifth year. Maybe that's wrong. I can't remember. It's an all horror sci-fi genre stuff. Started in twenty thirteen. So whatever that equates to, we just had the last one. But it's a whole weekend of like movies and special guests and podcasts and vendors and all sorts of craziness. But it's it's grown to a full week now. But we did like twenty five films from around the world and. Um, you have pretty, podcasts pretty like live podcasts there too, right? Yeah, last year we did last podcast on the left. This year we had uh, oh, cool. We had a couple podcasts this year. We had Movie Crypt podcast. Why am I blanking on that? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. We attended the Forty Eight Hour Film Festival. We also participated. Me and Chris a couple of years ago. What was that? Two years ago? Oh, I think it was three years ago. That you guys had at uh, at Screenland, and we did not place. We did. We were the only film. <laughs> I take pride in this because every film got a trophy. And some got multiple trophies. But except us, ours. So yeah. uh, to me, that's a win, right? Because yeah. we're the, we are unique. You're, what are those got, trophies? Even, you're so you know? good, you don't deserve anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. What are those trophies? They're like old door handles with like, well, uh, like spray a, painted gold. I mean, like who a, needs a trophy? President's Day card someone gives you. Yeah. Like, what do I do with this? Am I, I going to put this on a shelf? I mean, the crowd, if they were going off a crowd reaction, we would have gotten best of show. Yes, people laughed at when People enjoyed our film. They liked the modem noises. It was about people being possessed by motorcycle helmets and going on this uh, chase, this amazing chase scene through the country. We risked life and limb to film that. We used a drone. Yeah, drones. Nobody uses drones nowadays. <laughs> Right? No, yeah. That was a revolution. No, you guys used a helicopter. Technique. We'll say that. It's, okay. Because yeah. it was three years ago. There's no drones. We used a Huey. We had a Huey with a camera. Our budget for this thing was ridiculous and did not win an award. I think it will go down as a cult classic. Yeah. What was it called? Of course. Um, oh, uh, Henry, and the, Henry and the Helmet Men, right? That's right. Henry and the Helmet Men. Yep. Yes. Is it really about people being possessed from helmets? That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, heck, I mean, in a quick trip, right? Or in a Casey's, where where did it all? What kind of possession? Like, what happens when they put the helmet on? They become mindless drone guys that just not drones, as in drones that we were talking about earlier, but just clones and um, mindless guys that all they want to do is off road in uh, in sports cars. (laughs) I didn't expect that twist. I thought they they were going to have shrunken heads. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are at Colony KC. The the brewery here, uh, Colony Handcrafted Ale, has this new beer they wanted us to taste test today. Have you guys had this beer before? Mm -hmm. I have. 
This is the Cinco Wheat Beer, which is guacamole inspired. It is the closest thing you can get to having a taco flavored beer. Have, this is amazing. What yeah. do you guys think about this beer? It's really good. It's great. I, I've drank a lot of beer in my life. A lot of actually a lot of different kinds of beer. And when I heard that this was a taco beer, I thought, uh-oh, gimmick beer. <laughs> but as the brewmeister said, he thinks beer first and then, you know, sort of the extra flavor as a as a um, enhancement to the beer. And it's all, it's outstanding. I, and, and I'm also, I've been a little distracted in the beginning of this podcast because I keep ordering beers. <laughs> what, what's this other beer I'm drinking? Rodney, let's, let's have you on. Chris, if you can hand the mic to Rodney. Sure. We're joined by Rodney Beagle, who's the brewmaster here. Uh, Rodney, thanks for, thanks for having us. Hey man, thanks for having uh, me on. Uh, I've been following you guys since I heard about you, um, you know, few months ago and i've uh, been trying to hook up with you guys ever since so thanks for staying patient and no problem waiting for this new beer to release uh to answer your question the beer that you're drinking right now is called uncharted territory um it's a 12 and a half percent uh ale with lactose um the flavors in it are charred and grilled pineapple and guajillo pepper um try to keep a little bit of that guajillo pepper flavor uh with none of the heat and explain uh, the process of creating this uh, Cinco Wheat. But yeah, back to the beer that we came here to try. Uh, the Cinco Wheat. Um, is this the perfect beer to have with tacos? It, it doesn't get any better. This beer is guacamole inspired. And what we did is we started off with some, you know, normal grains that go in a beer, some two-row malt and some wheat, of course, since it is an American wheat style, technically. And then we threw some uh, flaked maize in. So, so there's some uh, corn in there to kind of simulate a, a tortilla, you know, presence. But that was just the beginning. After that, we went and added cilantro, lime, and sea salt to the beer itself. You were saying earlier, um, it, it's that, that delicate balance that you're trying to get with just the hints of the flavor, but making it a nice, robust wheat beer at the same time that it's not a gimmick, you know, something that you want to drink a few of. And come back and drink more of. So I like that. I like that description. Like you want to drink like three, and then maybe like go to the bathroom, come sure. back and have another three, <laughs> without a doubt, and eat a taco in between there, but not while you're while you're in the bathroom. bathroom. Oh, right. we're saying at the end of the. You said at the end there's a, a salt taste, um, or you were describing kind of the process of, of the yeah. different tastes you get. As Here, you let me let me paint you a yeah. uh, let me paint you a, a picture, an audio picture in your mind that'll make you actually taste the beer. <laughs> Okay, the beer starts off first. What you smell is that lime, because uh, I actually like to add a little slice of lime to mine to give it a little oomph and a little added tartness to it. So you're getting that citrusy from the lime. The wheat beer itself smells a lot like a tortilla shell of a street taco. So you're getting the immediate lime and tortilla shell. When you take that first sip, first thing I taste is cilantro. It took a few iterations of this beer to really nail the amount of cilantro, but right now, as I'm tasting it, it is a perfect like balance of lime and tortilla and cilantro. But then, as you mentioned, at the very, very end of it, the last thing that you taste is just this kind of hint of salt that kind of coats your tongue. And it actually, for me, I don't know about you guys, but it actually makes me want another drink immediately. Yeah, um, for sure. It, it's both thirst quenching and it makes you want another drink at the same time. It makes time. you want Refreshing. tacos. It also makes you want chips and salsa. Chips and salsa. Man, it chips and salsa. Well with guac. Uh, like, I, I am imagining, like, as I drink this, especially this version, this is probably the, I think, fourth, fourth. version I've had. You got it. And this one's, like, just 
push a bowl of chips and salsa sure. and guac. Yeah. But, but the guac is like interesting because there's no like guacamole in this beer no. or avocado in, in it. It's like those combination of the ingredients with the wheat and the corn you add to it. it really like literally drinking that. Mm-hmm. But it also isn't at all at the same time. <laughs> but it, it, it very much is. But it's like the perfect accompaniment to that. It's beer first. Yeah. yeah. And, and flavor second. I'm glad you didn't just put a, a scoop of guacamole inside this beer. That would make it very uh, messy. Now, now I'm just imagining Rodney back there, like <laughs> with a, with a scoop with the avocado <laughs> hand scoop that he over 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 the boil. Like, ooh, do I dump it? Almost like a root beer float. <laughs> we tried a guacamole dollop garnish, but it didn't stay on the side of the glass very well, so oh, we went yeah, with yeah, the lime instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is delicious. <laughs> Thanks for having us out. And um, absolutely, I mean, man. This, is this on tap anytime. all the time, or it's just kind of a once in a while, or our new our newest goal here at Colony is to is to kind of keep a few of our staples. Uh, we're all, we're about to turn a year old, so we've kind of figured out what the public likes and, and and gravitates towards. So we are going to attempt to keep this on tap at all times from here on out. Awesome, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you Thanks. guys very much for having me. No problem. Yeah, and I would rank this above Boulevard Wheat. I'd rank it above Blue Moon. I'd put it right there with Tank Seven, which is my favorite wheat beer and after i had one i wanted another one and i'm glad that he said that it, it was made that way because i'm afraid i'm a borderline alcoholic <laughs> but it's just the beer so now i know it's just the beer and it's not me i like this a lot better than the vamos boulevard vamos yeah sure. I, don't, I, I, I think it fits more in that mexican style lager even though it's a a, a it's wheat way better would you vamos. say that's true ronnie yeah we call it we call it a like a, a mexican wheat is what we've been calling it. We, we, you know, since everybody's kind of on that Mexican lager train, we think that it w- thought that it would have been a- appropriate to call it a Mexican wheat, and that would kind of paint that picture before you order it of kind of what to expect. Because it's much lighter than a typical wheat, but it's more flavorful than your typical Mexican lager is. And as a person who loves pale ale and Casey Dunkel, uh, love been drinking a lot of Dunkel lately. This Uncharted is it Uncharted territory? Is that what it is? Is fantastic. It's really good. Come on down and drink lots of it. Yeah. <laughs> Except for don't because it's 12 and a half percent. Oh, get, shit. Get, into, get, into, get an Uber. <laughs> we are also joined today by Jason Fritz. He is the bearded man from Bearded Man Kitchen. Thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on and coming up to our place. You have brought the tacos to us. So I can did. you um, break down exactly what we're going to be taste testing here today sure on the show? So I brought over seven different variations of tacos. These are what we serve now on Taco Thursday. We're actually thinking about expanding into a couple of other days. Uh, as you guys know, it's Saturday. So look at that. We're doing it today. Uh, but I, we have seven different ones, and we try to hit all the different kind of palettes as well as flavor combinations, at least what our kind of mad scientist brains coming up with. We started out with our traditional carne asada. And then we started working our way out into more crazy things, such like we have a sticky Thai taco and Ooh. a hot wing. So I'll start breaking down. We'll start the first one. So we have carne asada, which is your basic, uh, basically a steak, a little bit of onion, a little cilantro, as well as like a, it has a chipotle kind of uh, hot sauce with it. Gives it just a little bit of flavor, but nothing to take away from the steak itself. Then we move in to our smoked chicken, which is probably the next most basic out of the, the seven. It's my favorite. Do. My favorite as well, actually. Smoked Depending chicken. on the day, I guess it was. Uh, so, yeah, we smoke the chicken in-house. Uh, then we cut up and do a couple different variations with it. So that way, if you have, uh, so like the hot wing example, it uses the same as the smoked chicken, but we toss it in buffalo sauce. So then you get that flavor of like a literal hot wing uh, being smoked and then kind of tossed with sauce. Uh, so after those, we go into like our Tasty Thai sauce, so our newest addition. 
it uses a basically a Chinese spice cabinet and comes up with it's a it starts out sweet and then it rolls into a spicy at the end, but nothing crazy. Doesn't like it's kind of like the beer like you just want to keep going back for it. So you'd have that. It has a little pineapple to help with the the, the heat. And then we also have a Philly cheesesteak, which Ooh. is probably the third addition to all the. So we start with a carne asada. We mix it with a uh, chipotle aioli. Has uh, four different kind of bell peppers and onions with it as well. So you get to have that whole uh, fajita experience, but then with the cheese and it has a Guatemalan cheese sauce, kind of brings in that cheesesteak. So it's almost like you're eating on a, a hoagie, but you don't have to. You get to have it in a nice taco. Oh, man. And I forgot about veggies too, but we have a couple of vegetarian options as well. So we have a veggie, a veggie that uses the same as the, the Philly cheesesteak with the, the different peppers. And then we also have a sweet potato curry, which has become very popular as well. It, it starts out uh, with uh, just a, a high curry kind of flavor, and then it moves into a little bit of heat because it has some uh, uh, sriracha as well as a uh, chili powder, that kind of uh, combination of flavors. It's all calmed down with uh, what I call cowboy caviar, which has corn and peppers and all kinds of things like that too. As well as pickled red onions on all of them. So that's it. Squeeze lime and go to town. Are these all available every Taco Thursday here? They are now. Yep. And we keep uh, trying to add new ones. Uh, so we keep playing around. And right now we're up to seven. So we'll see what happens. When did you start making tacos? I was probably about three months into us. So just like Rodney, we're about a year. I'll be a year in September. Uh, we started doing tacos three or four months after starting. I can't exactly remember. It's just uh, the other owner of Colony. He's like, hey, why don't you guys do tacos? I'm like, yeah, we can give it a try. <laughs> and then it became our Thursday staple. And we actually got so popular, we only serve it at lunchtime. We only serve tacos. Oh, wow. So what's your favorite? Um, do you have a favorite taco place in KC? Uh, Mission Taco is really good. Uh, I'm getting kind of a – the color palette is is really the same as uh, Mission Taco. I love it. Yeah, it looks great. We've noticed that the, the more variety or more, like, colors and contrasting uh, textures is what a lot of people are looking for, at least that's what my palette is. That's why the Thai one came to be because that's everything you can possibly, like, think of, of texture for combination all the way from sweet to spicy to crunchy to so. – well, thanks for – we're going to dig in, start digging into these tacos. Thanks for that preparing them for the show. Oh, these look great. Coming. I can't wait to try the smoked chicken one. Chris, do you have any questions for Jason? The stick – well, I'm just – just a comment. I mean, they look amazing. I really want the sticky tie. We're going to have to fight for what <laughs> we get here. <laughs> this, is, this looks incredible. Thank you for the spread. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Thanks, for, thanks a lot. So, yeah, Taco Thursdays, this is the place to be for sure. We should say that there's really something going on here in, in North Kansas City uh, with all these great new places, breweries, chicken and pickle. Th this particular set of venues, um, the Rhino, which has become my favorite live venue in Kansas City, uh, right next to the, the brewery and, and the, the place where you can get food. It's just like, and they're all connected. There's a hole in the wall so you can go between, yeah, colony, two, yeah. between colony and Rhino. And it's just a great place to come hang out drink and see live music brent are you from north kansas city or why did you guys choose armor are you from around here i grew up about a mile north of here went to school at north kansas city high school so familiar with the area walked these streets many every day for lunch since Northtown allows open lunch so we went to all the restaurants down here during lunch or the ones we could afford at least uh being in high school as for why we chose here is we didn't really choose it it chose us it's a great great community just a place we both enjoy. Adam actually lives down here now. I lived here for a short period of time and I moved a little further north. We just, we both really like it, like this area in this city. And you guys were kind of at the 
start of this area really booming. I mean, you kind of kicked off, I would say Screenland Armor really kicked off the development up here. What was it like when you guys, I mean, this has completely changed since when you guys first bought Armor, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much at the time in North Kansas City, there was nothing but us here. Like, there was yeah. no breweries, there was no... I mean, no, how I mean, many breweries are nothing. up here now? Like, four or five? Yeah. <laughs> More, uh, maybe? I mean, at it least. was... Yeah, at least I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. There's anything else like to really do. I mean, there's a couple of dive bars, and that's kind of all North Kansas City was. You know, we had Dim and Diamonds, which was like the country line dancing place, <laughs> oh, yeah. and that closed. Like is that Wild Aces? What's it called? That uh, place is still River oh. Aces is still open, but uh, these are all like small dive bars. Oh. And the, but there was a big country music place, and that was kind of it uh, for really like two and a half years, three years. It was just us, and we were like, well, how do we get people to come across the river? And that was like the hard thing. Right. Uh, it's just gotten easier, like more people coming around and growing around us it's like oh there's more to do but yeah i've always said that like north kansas city's the brooklyn of kansas city like how brooklyn was a dump and then people started moving into it and making it hip and now it's unaffordable like north kansas city is (laughs) it's still extremely affordable but it's got all the the great venues that you would want out of a hip place like brooklyn by the way if you're keeping score i'm on my third beer what is this what's that's the that's the muse. It's a jalapeno watermelon hefeweizen, and it's fantastic. It's really again, people get fancy with these beers and they put its flavor first and they ruin them that way. I love that this is just a great drinking beer that has that as as a uh, a nice accent to the drink. See how many beers <laughs> I can drink in the course of this podcast. Tiny, right. tiny beers though. Keep us updated. Might make a yeah fun fun <laughs> game if you're drinking at home. Drink along with me. I'm or, or if the podcast suddenly ends here. <laughs> I'm on my third 32-ounce big gulp size <laughs> beer. He's drinking with a straw, too, which is and great. And a styrofoam cup. I don't know why. Yeah. Adam, you mentioned you are more of a burrito fan than a taco fan. Brent, you are a 10 at your taco love. Would you say you love tacos more than burritos? I would probably go more for burritos. Okay, so you guys But are- I do love tacos. Well, They're probably equal, maybe. I don't know. Hard to say. So tacos are historically cheaper. Even, even in this age of, like, street tacos and more fancy-inspired tacos, they're usually, like, 2 to three fifty a piece. But... Generally speaking, for like my entire life, tacos were like 50 cents to $2, right? I was always poor. So it was like, I always got three or four tacos because a burrito was always like 10 plus dollars. I can't right. get that, but I can get four four tacos. So I always went tacos. So I think I ate nothing but tacos till I was like 29. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, I can buy a burrito now. I can afford burritos. And then I was like, and then they're like, would you like to cover it in cheese? I was like, <laughs> would I? What else can I cover it in? So then it was like the burrito extravaganza has been the last two or three years of my life. Catching up as well. Burritos are more of a uh, elite food. I, I don't know if they're elite because I think they're just a rich as good. Man's food. But I'm 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 <laughs> pretending that's what it is. He is he's I'm the baddest bitch in the ball, and I'm eating the most expensive burrito. <laughs> so that's kind of your taco background. You were a taco major taco eater until twenty and quesadilla uh, were, too, because that's like even like even like the, most, the cheese you know shitty cheese roll up or shitty cheese quesadilla. That's like the cheapest thing, and then you got like the you know, ground beef taco with lettuce, cheese, and pico or salsa on the side. Uh, and those are like the, the, the cheap levels. And so I was living that hard life for a long time. And, the, I, was, and I was thinking about quesadillas yesterday before I actually remembered I was doing this. And I was like, what is a quesadilla but a taco with just a lot of extra cheese? A flat taco. Yeah. A and smashed taco. Missing ingredients often. Exactly. Yeah, with no ingredients. <laughs> like, did they forget chicken everything? Chicken and sauce and cheese. Yeah. Brent, what's your taco backstory? Do you have a, a major uh, 
taco moment from your life or taco a taco history? I do. So uh, growing up in the Northland, there is a famous non-Hispanic restaurant known as In a Tub. And I lived about amazing, love a quarter mile from there. I got to walk there every time I wanted to. Oh wow! It was tacos and donuts when I was a kid, and then the donut place went away, so it was just tacos. But you were a major. You still eat in a tub? Yes, actually, I had that last weekend before I became semi-responsible and had kids. That was our hangover food every <laughs> Sunday morning. That would make great hangover yeah. food. Strawberry wow. soda and like seventeen tacos and a burrito. What this about is a- also what he still eats. <laughs> yeah, nothing's really changed yeah. except for it's like more Less hangovers. Do you ever go for the pocket burger at in a tub? What is a pocket burger? It's a uh, loose meat yes. sandwich, and I've gotten it. I've had it once, okay. and I was actually really impressed by it. So on the the '90s show, which was brought back, so people may, may not remember, but the '90s show Roseanne, Roseanne at one point started her own restaurant where they served loose meat sandwiches. That thing she sold in that show is exactly what a pocket burger is. <laughs> there's a there's a franchise in some Missouri towns. Was it Made Right? Does that sound familiar? Yeah. It's a loose meat yeah, sandwich yeah. place. Those are kind of like dry, sloppy Joes, right? The one yeah, because I don't think they have like the ketchup. It's just like ground beef, basically, with like some light spices. Maybe cheese? Mm, I, feel like I don't think I there's cheese. Really... It's pretty like white trash, poor food. In a tub in Spanish is translated to en una tina. We like to drop some Spanish fun, knowledge fun every fact. once in a while. <laughs> so that's what, it, okay, got it. We should start a loose meat sandwich podcast. You guys want to go in on that? I don't maybe? think there's enough places, but I'd like to. I'd like to go to a lot of places think, and ask uh, for their best loose meat I sandwich. I think Hayes has one. Uh, on it seems, like, seems right. Oh, cool. I like think, but I like a worried. diner probably can absolutely make it up. I hope they just chop up burger and give it to you plain. So every episode of Taco the Town, we like to check the week in taco news. It's called checking the taco ticker. You guys want to check the taco ticker with us? Yeah, of course. Yes. All right, let's do it. How many people choked on a shell this week? Is it the, I don't have those. That was stats. the alternate name of this segment. <laughs> so you guys both mentioned that you're Fortnite fans, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You play a lot of Fortnite? Exclusively, yes. (laughs) I'm back on this week's challenges, but I'll get there. So I guess there was a thing recently in Fortnite where there were virtual taco stands and you had to find the taco stands. Can you explain that to me? I'm not a Fortnite player. So it wasn't as like complicated as that sounds. It was just like... (laughs) Arguably, that was just a food stand, I would say. I so, yeah. Oh, really? But I, I, I don't ca- think I found any of those. What happens? They, they say, find this taco stand, and if you find it, you get... So there's, like, cha- weekly challenges and, like, goals. <laughs> like, uh, basically, uh, if you've never played the most popular game in the world at this point, basically... It, I'm goal- still trying to get through <laughs> Ninja Gaiden 1 uh, <laughs> on Sega. S- Nintendo. Regular Nintendo, yeah. yeah. The concept's really similar. It, it's just like a shooter, but you can collect materials. You can build different structures. But uh, everyone plays Battle Royale, which is 100 people get dropped out of a, a school bus at the same time. And then, but what's cool about this, there's a bunch of ripoffs of it. And, and this is arguably a ripoff of another game, but it did it better. But what makes this unique is that they constantly are changing stuff literally every week and adding stupid shit like, like find the taco stand or like <laughs> kick, a, kick a bunch of soccer goals for the World Cup time. And then uh, it's always changing. And there's like almost a storyline kind of happening with like the littlest bit of, uh, of like story you could possibly do. But like, a, like one day they had a freaking nuke went off and hit the, hit the ceiling of the Jeez. sky you see and it cracked the sky like you're in the Truman Show wow. basically and it fell down and blew up shit. And it's like, why is this in this game that has no real storyline? But it's like amazing because they do stuff like that. It's so popular that like nuke that he was talking about happened one time specifically on a Saturday at 1.30. I had to work and it was so popular that I had to, I like actually live streamed this happening. I was watching people play video games is how... <laughs> 
popular this <laughs> I mean it was a, literally one time it was like I don't think anything like that's ever been done like one time on a specific day around the world this thing happened did you know what was going to happen or yeah they, they, they like said like they, they made it a, a big they, thing they didn't know what was going to happen yeah, it was just knew that be here at one o'clock and look at the sky so that taco thing wasn't a very big event it wasn't no, as big I, as I want it to be a bigger event, event. Yeah. didn't so, they have like a taco axe though or something like that or, uh, I think that's head. true. Anyways. My my question about the the snooze story of the taco virtual tacos is: Do you ever foresee a time in our lifetime where instead of real tacos, we will all be eating virtual tacos? <sighs> I hope so. Virtue taco. Do you see the virtual reality craze that is just starting to pick up steam again, becoming something where instead of us going to real taco stands and eating real tacos. We will be eating. And but then we're we're like we're, in, we're wearing a lot of gear, and but we're actually just like drinking sludge, right? Uh, but in our minds, it's like the Matrix, right? Yeah. Eat the steak taco, put on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that in was, the future that, we will. That was, a, that was a man from the Matrix. In the future, we will have weird accents like that. Uh, I want the other future where, like, like movie screens, like. Uh, all the chains are like, let's make it 75 meters wide. And I don't know why I use meters. I don't even know how big that is. Is that small? Uh, we'll do it. Like, let's make it three miles tall and four miles wide. And you can't even see anything. Only like five foot radius because the screen wraps around you. And you're and we only have six and w- seats in the, in the <laughs> yeah. auditorium. You're you can't stu- afford them. You're a stupid ass. You won't even be able to see half the action that's happening. But you're going to pay a $25 ticket. I want that experience with the taco. So like, oh, here comes this fucking six foot taco. And it's going to, you have to eat it. If you don't eat it, you have to pay a million dollars or you're an indentured servant. <laughs> that's a word. Like the, that's the running man. You remain one. You mean. Yeah, you remain one. That's the, or if you eat your way out of indentured servitude, I like your, I really want. I like your running man idea where it's real life. You put six people in this obstacle Mm -hmm. course, very American gladiator style. But the whole goal is to get to tacos at the end of it. Oh my gosh. And you starve the, starve the competitors six days before not, don't let them eat anything. And then the goal is to get 39, 39 days before a human being can go 40 days without food. So you starve them for 39 days and then force them into eating competition. (laughs) Yeah. And then force them to get a taco. (laughs) The thing that they don't expect is that they're going to, cause they're going to be so hungry. They're going to, you know, like barely be able to run up the ramp to get to the first taco taco temple or whatever it is going to be but all of them are missing like major ingredients until until the very end so you're just like only lettuce like a shell with only lettuce like oh <laughs> fuck uh, only cheese and then only meat and then eventually you get all the components if you live oh you have I to go like find the ingredients show. also you, yeah, there's objects around that are all made of taco components that you can kill each other with right obviously things that swing down at you like taco axes yeah and, like uh, uh, you shove a, a nacho chip up through the top of somebody's mouth you know how that really hurts that's the we've worst. all been there yeah. yeah but having someone else shove it into my mouth would be the worst <laughs> this is taco ticker story number two recently it was revealed the secret ingredient that Taco Bell seasons its beef with. You guys have any guesses? Red Bull. MSG. Oh, Red Bull. That would be nice. Wow. Could be Mountain Dew, too. Baja Blast. Whoa, that's a twist. That's why you can only get Baja Sauteed Blast. Sautéed and Red Bull. You know they're going to do that. The, the it's got to be the new Red thing on Bull the dollar Red Bull sautéed beef taco. <laughs> Chicken marinated Baja Blast. I'm in that. So it says here, we know the secret behind McDonald's fries, what makes them so addictive. And Do how, we know that secret? I don't know. I <laughs> guess they spray uh, with something at the factory. Human fat. <laughs> fat. Taco Bell's much raved about beef tacos are sprinkled with cocoa. Cocaine is what you meant chocolate. to say. It's chili, chili pepper, onion powder, tomato powder, and cocoa. 
A dash of cocoa works wonders. Chocolate is often used to add a subtle flavor and deepness that counteracts piquant peppers and Mexican dishes such as mole and stews. It's a, it's a, a mole. <laughs> it's an easy addiction. But it says cocoa, Taco Bell has stated cocoa powder doesn't add any flavor to their <laughs> recipe. It's just addiction. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, hey, I've never. Let's be honest. I'm imagining it's like Nestle. Yeah. Like they're just like, and a pinch of Nestle. <laughs> I mean, I heard they don't. I heard it all comes out of a tube, right? Have you guys I ever heard of the meat? Why well, I've seen the the sour cream gun, which is yeah. I want to. I hope to get there one day. And I guess there's a taco. There's a meat gun or meat tube as well. Do you remember when they first started serving avocado or guacamole there? And it was like, how the hell are they going to do this? Because guacamole turns brown pretty quick. I don't. I never researched enough to know what they did, all how much preservatives or whatever they did, or food coloring probably. But they do also have a guacamole gun. And that's very exciting. Like that you could go down that somewhere, much like at the Home Depot, there's a bunch of like uh, call guns. There is just an aisle of sour cream and guacamole filled devices. Stainless steel. Yeah. You don't have to say, we talk a lot about Taco Bell on this podcast. And my brother-in-law, Michael McMillan, occasionally will do some segments. I hadn't had Taco Bell in 20 years. And after Michael's last segment, he raved about some taco. I forget what it was. So I was like, I'm going to break my silence. And I went and had Taco Bell. I will In never, your car, right? By yourself? In my yeah, car. Backed into the spot. By myself. I bought the taco he liked, and then I bought what I used to eat, which was a nacho bell grande. It's changed a lot since then. Yeah, I will never eat Taco Bell again. I'm done. I don't what, know. Was it, was it a chicken I don't, taco? I don't know what was the shell made the of just Michael meat? was talking about. It was terrible. It was, it was one of the newer ones, I think. Yeah. It, it was wasn't like, one of the funky shell ones, but. No. So bad. All of it was bad. So you had a bad Taco Bell experience. Was, huh? it, it, Never go again. It left. It was the point of Taco Bell is that it's it's a shameful experience, and you shouldn't be sober for it. But it's less shameful, even if by a small margin, than going to McDonald's. Oh, I went to McDonald's last week, and, and I and I am so ashamed. So what did it upset your stomach or it what? Did, it did. It oh, did everything. Okay. It made me feel ashamed. It's the cocoa powder, man. It does that st- to Michael every time he does that segment. I think he, he gets sick afterwards. That's why the segments are so infrequent. Right. <laughs> His bowels have to recover. Thanks for checking those taco ticker stories with me, guys. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> We've got these tacos here. Let's uh, let's go ahead and start tasting these tacos. What do you say? I say yes. All right, let's do it. So Rodney from Colony KC says the sweet potato curry taco here is one of the is the best taco in Kansas City. Okay, I'm gonna try that one. So we've got seven different types of tacos. We're gonna start sampling these tacos and start reviewing them. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Have you ever had a paranormal encounter? Have you ever seen anything that you could not explain? Hello, my name is Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And these are the questions we ask every week alongside our trusty producer, Riley Bray, on the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast. Every week we interview a celebrity guest about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness featuring monsters, cryptids, and UFOs. Want to hear Craig Ferguson's take on the Loch Ness Monster? Or what crazy ex-girlfriend's Rachel Bloom thinks about a mysterious concrete castle built in Florida by a lovesick inventor? Like a haunted house or a forest at night, our conversations are always fun and unpredictable. 
So check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, keep your eyes on the skies. All right, so this part of the show is called Town of the Taco. This is where I have my guests pick topics, Kansas City topics, at random out of the KC Cup, and then we discuss it. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, you're the place I love. So I'll shake it up here. Adam or Brent, whoever wants to go first, just pick a topic there. So the question is, things KC gets a bad rap about. Ooh, I don't think we've ever done this one. Things that KC gets a bad rap about. What do people rail on KC about a lot? Out-of-town people or people that don't like living here. I mean, people call KC a cow town. We've always been known as the cow town, which people are trying to break that stereotype. People say that Kansas City uh, people are very nice. I don't think that's a bad thing, but maybe we're too nice. I think people think everyone's a bunch of rednecks. I agree. I think that's like generally the consensus. Like we're like we're the problem with the country right now. Like right. Kansas City, fuck you. I grew up in Chicago. My wife grew up here in Kansas City. And I took her up to my um, grandfather's house in Chicago, and he had his neighbor over. And she told the neighbor that she's from Kansas City. And her, the guy's like, oh, Kansas City. Uh, you know, Jim Johnson works down there at the bank in Kansas City. And my wife was, like, pissed. She was just, she was being cordial. But she was pissed. She's like, she turns to me, and she's like, and it wasn't Johnson. It was, like, some, like, unique name, like, Oh, you know him. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know Jim, know. the one at the bank. Right, yeah, the Jim, Jim McDonald or something yeah. down at the bank. And and so then, like, she's like, I can't believe these fuckers. You should have said, oh, oh, McDonald? Fuck yeah, right, I yeah, know right. McDonald. We well, also McDonald's, too. It's weird. He owns everything. Her reaction was like, these fuckers think, you know, it's such a small city that, like, there's one bank, and that's the guy that works down there. And when she goes home, and uh, she asks her mom, hey, Mom, what does Mr. McDonald do down the street? And she's like, oh, he runs the bank. So it was actually that guy. It was, oh, the, wow. it was the same dude that my grandfather's neighbor is talking about. But anyway, people, I think, think Kansas City is small. Small and, yeah. Dirt streets, wood sidewalks. <laughs> I want wood sidewalks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want that to be a new thing that we start doing. Yeah, I think that's, that's the only thing I could really think. Like, whenever I run into people, they're like, oh, yeah. Or uh, I think people always think we're just like, Small hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, for the longest time, Kansas City had a bad rap for not, I mean, we were always late to the game. You know, we didn't, I mean, it took us forever to get a streetcar, took us forever to fix our downtown. But now I feel like we are making those changes and, and um, we are trying to stay, you know, I mean, our downtown has been fixed up so much since in the last 20 years, I'd say 10 years, 15 years. So way better than St. Louis now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whenever I drive through St. Louis, I'm like, well, at least Apocalypse didn't go past this. <laughs> we went and we famously talk about our Guns N' Roses trip to St. Louis. And it, while Guns N' Roses blew our minds, that football stadium is a fucking disaster. It's dumb. <laughs> it's the worst. Like, when was this used? Oh, just like five years ago. What in the fuck? <laughs> By who? Mad Still Max? Has, like concrete... <laughs> Turf, it's terrible. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, even here in North Kansas City, things are have been getting so much better in the last ten years. So. I guess we could do a what does North Kansas City get a bad rapper about? There's a couple. Yeah, of is there something that North Kansas City 
gets a bad Well, the first thing, people think North Kansas City. They're like, where the hell is North Kansas City? How far do I have to drive to get to North Kansas City? Like, I'm not going there. Like, what the hell is this place? The thing about North Kansas City that people probably don't know is that it's its own city. Right. 4.6 square miles or whatever it is. It's tiny, but it is its own incorporated city. But it's literally like, let's just say Sprint Center is like the middle of downtown. I mean, we're five or six minutes through a bunch of stop signs and stop lights to where we're sitting right now. Like it's, and it's like the most like safe, like easy to get to, like highways on all sides of us. Like, and it's inexpensive, the, you know, from any perspective you look at, but it, it's like, where is North Kansas City? Like the bad rap is like, screw that. I'm not going there. It must be next to St. Joe because it sounds far as shit away, but it isn't. It's so like closer close. than anything. Yeah. You can get here in like two minutes from, from downtown. So my prediction is North Kansas City is going to be overrun in five years. You guys will be I don't wishing for these days where it was it was happening, but it was kind of subtle. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna get ridiculous soon. There's a lot of good things going on up here. All right, Adam, go ahead and uh I'm gonna go to the bottom. Yeah, there's some good ones down there. We're still making our way through our seven hundred topics here in this cup. So it's like are my hands covered in shit or is this <laughs> note covered in shit? It's the arts in Kansas City. And it's just a statement. It doesn't seem to be a question. <laughs> what do you think of the arts in Kansas City? Kansas City is a great art town, correct? That's what it, I, I would agree. Say, yeah. Particularly in like the last 10 years, like uh, when you look at like the theater scene alone, like it's kind of exploded. Like right now it's fringe um, Kansas City and it's kind of overrun the next like few weeks. And it, uh, it, it's really an explosion of like live theater and performance theater. I remember 10, maybe even 15 years ago, there was like, three or four real venues and now it's like every week it feels like someone's doing a pop-up like theater performance or you know live comedy or something like that like there's a lot of like pop-ups and like a lot of efforts being done in, in the city i think what's not great about the arts in kansas city is the average uh, person who lives here doesn't think that those things are happening or know that those things are happening or or maybe they just don't go out and support those things like because there are a lot of shows that are fantastic i've been at that are like me and four people. Yeah. And I'm like, what is everyone else doing on a Friday night? Oh, they're all at insert chain restaurant or insert chain entertainment venue. And it's like, well, you guys have like an insane number of like, you know, uh, unique arts opportunities to go to. And whether that's music, comedy, movies, live theater, whatever it is, it's uh, that's probably the biggest like what I see struggle with it. But it, but it's, it's, it's an exciting time. Like I know I have a lot of friends that are actors that are now like almost full-time actors yep. and that's that kind of crazy to say um that i know multiple people that just make a living acting yeah fringe fest is is grown just in the last three years i'd say last year was huge and then yeah and besides first fridays i mean there's always shows to go to always art shows we've got a great arts community here do you guys have any theaters up here in north kansas city so rhino they, rhino, do, they yeah. do a little bit of comedy but mostly music you know we do we do live stuff too but we're mostly movies. I don't think there's any like just straight up performance. Brent and Adam, this is a game I want to play real quick with you guys. This is called Brewery or Bogus. I'm going to name off some local Kansas City breweries. You just tell me if it's a real brewery, just say brewery. Or if it's not a real brewery, say bogus. You guys ready to play Brewery or Bogus? Cinderblock Brewery. Brewery. Crop Duster Brewery. Oh, gosh. Definitely a brewery. I want that one. <laughs> Bogus. Bogus. The stankiest IPAs in town. <laughs> Mudflap McClanahan's. <laughs> Bogus. 
Itchy Cankles Brewery. Well, the, is that where we went? Yeah. They had the swingers place. night? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Just you and I. Yeah, that was whatever. Anyways. Oh, wait. No, that's not a brewery. That's a trick. It's a real place, that's but a, it's not a brewery. That's a bogus. <laughs> Strange Days Brewery? Brewery. Real. Old Man Stink Brewery? <laughs> bogus. Bogus. Big Rip Brewery? Real. Real Brewery. Horn Label? Definitely real. a brewery. The Dusty Sofa? I've had some beers that taste like that, but it's not a brewery. brewery yeah, and he, not in this town. Biscuits and Gravy Brewery Company. Would that be a brewing company that would only be serving like breakfast and brunch? Yes, I like this idea. So, not not real, but I, I like a, the idea of a sausage stout. Ooh, that sounds good. Greasy. Double shift. Real. real. Dubious claims brewery. Ooh, that's the best one you've done so that's, far. That's uh, and that's not real. I think that's real. It's real. Damn, really? Yeah. Huh. I've heard of that. Just don't Here I am just getting my... Uh, well, we, we had a 50... We were right no matter what since <laughs> yeah. we're doing this as a team. I don't know how the scoring works. You should always disagree, then you'll get 100%. Oh, yeah. Aunt Linda's Problem Brewery Company? Fake. Fake. You're supposed to say bogus. Bogus. Oh, bogus, dude. Daddy Didn't Come Home Last Night Brewery Company? Oh, all the feels. It's, it's like their number one selling beer, like, just out for milk. <laughs> These yeah. would all make these would all make great names of actual beers. Uh-huh. The Dusty Sofa. Daddy didn't come home last night. I'm gonna have two Daddy didn't come home last <laughs> night. Uh, finally, the Vape Van Brewery Company. No, uh, no. no. Bogus. 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 Okay, yeah, you guys did a good job on that. We've been eating these tacos. I think it's time we got to our taco review here at Colony KC, the Bearded Man Kitchen. What tacos did you have, Brent? I had the hot wing, the uh, sticky tie taco. And I had a bite of the sweet potato curry. I enjoyed the uh, Thai and the hot wing. I actually like his chicken a lot. He smokes it every time I do tacos, so I like I like his chicken. Out of five golden tacos, what would you what would your taco rating be for the tacos at Bearded Man Kitchen? I'd give it a five. Five golden tacos. The variety too. I mean, there's yeah, seven different kinds. Adam, what, what did you uh, have? I think I had, did I have all of them? I don't know if I had a Philly. I'm working my way through the veggie. It's interesting because tacos uh, in the last couple of years have changed so much. And there's so many, so much variety to what you can do with the taco and what's kind of like acceptable to do with the taco. Like all these tacos five, six, maybe or so years ago wouldn't have been a thing. And everyone would have been like, what the hell is this? Where's my ground beef and lettuce, man? And hard shell. Yeah. And this is, uh, I think we had a flour shell. We had a couple of corn shells. And they've all been, you know, the flavors are pretty intense and, and exciting. I think, you know, it's, it's a totally, totally different style of taco. All these are like, I mean, you named them sticky tie, hot wing. The veggie is like anything but a veggie taco. It's, it's kind of spicy. It's got like maybe like some chipotle, chipotle mayo or something. I don't know, but I, I like them a lot. It's the first time I ever had them. I think Brent's had them a couple of times, but they're good. They're totally different. Like I don't even know who to compare them to because it's like, it's a flavor craze of tacos. So I, I don't even know how to, how many taco shells do I give it or taco golden statues that he's just going to throw in the trash. <laughs> I don't know. If you had to. Out of five tacos? Five golden tacos? Oh. God, I am the richest bitch here. Giving away gold freaking medals or whatever it is. I would give it a good 4.25. Nice. I don't know about perfect score because they're they're not like my my like you know idea of a taco. Although that that one that carne asada looks like the closest to like a, a classic style of taco. What are some of your favorite taco places in KC or your go to taco place in KC? Remember, I'm a, I'm a burrito connoisseur these days, so I rarely get tacos. Yeah, I'm not sure we should let a burrito guy provide a rating, <laughs> but I do hit up Taco Bell. No, um, I do. Uh, we go to Mission Taco probably like 
as often as we can because it's the closest thing like that's good and uh, around Tapcade because we're not open for lunch. So we were like, where are we going to go for lunch? Their tacos are really good. And they're, they're kind of on this level too of like, they have more traditional style tacos, but they're, they're pretty eccentric. I like El Patron's pork a lot. Like their red pork is just ridiculously good. The Casey Taco Company, I, I like. I think they're they're all pretty solid tacos. Their their fish tacos are really good. You know, it's like, what tacos don't I like mostly? That's, that's like the harder question. And it's like, do we put people on blast? No, we don't on this podcast, <laughs> but off the mic. The uh, smoked chicken taco here was amazing. Chris, you're having one right now. It was my favorite by far. I wish I didn't get one of the hot wing tacos. I'm sure that was great. The carne asada is great. I had um, a I had a sticky tie, had a hot wing, I had a Philly, and I had smoked chicken. And I've probably eaten the tacos. I don't know, 10% of the shows that we've done, I've probably eaten tacos on. These are by far the best. These are amazing. The tie and the hot wing were incredible. The tie and the hot wing. Actually, don't sleep in that veggie. You, no one else has had it but me, but. I ate the whole thing. It, these are incredible. And then I'm on my fourth beer, too, for those of you drink, <laughs> drinking at home. Oh, shit. The, uh, I forgot the name of it, too. Where'd he go? Damn it. It's the, it's the sour, but it's, it's fantastic. Oh, the toasted coconut. So what, was your, what was your favorite taco? My favorite was the smoked chicken. It was it's, really good. Yeah, I want to I wanna have like four or five more of those smoked chicken. Did you try the spicy, the sticky tie? I didn't. I didn't get so one. So it's a similar. The chicken, I feel like, was almost the same, but it had that sticky Thai sauce on it that was just great. So it's still a smoked chicken, but pretty, pretty excellent. Chris, what would you give these tacos out of five golden tacos? I'm going to go 4.9. I mean, I'd, I'm tempted to give them a five, but like you, I like to leave. If, if you were saying the show ends tomorrow, these would be a five. They're the best I've had. Again, I haven't, te- I haven't had them all that you've rated, but I've had about 10% of the tacos on this show, which is... Not more than that, actually. I've probably done about 10 episodes. These were by far the best. The I would beer, say beer was fantastic. I'd agree. I'd give them a 4.7 out of 5. These are super delicious. Damn, I went so low over here. But here, <laughs> I've only had them once. You've had them before, though? I've never had these before. Oh, okay. These are great. Hey, 4.25 is pretty good for a burrito guy. Yeah, for a burrito guy, I'd say that's great. <laughs> for a piece of shit burrito guy like you. We love these tacos, but we have, I, there are some cases, not a lot. I actually had to do some digging for this. There are some bad reviews of the Colony Casey and Bearded Man Kitchen. So Ooh, we're gonna talk this, about is, that. this is the part of our show called Bad Reviews and a Funny Voice. Do you guys want to read some bad reviews Hell read in a yes. funny voice? Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. All right, so there's only two of them there. I'll let you pick. They're the two at the top. So, This guy, his name's Joe M., so I'm going to do uh, my impression of this guy. Do I prefer Celine Dion's music? No. But is she a fabulous singer? Yes. Do I prefer beer? Yeah. Does Colony have fabulous beers? No. They just don't hit my beer palate the way other local breweries do. But always check it for yourself. Service is on, on the up. Two stars in capital letters. Services on the up. That's why I like it. I'll tell you what, you know, I'm going to hit that guy in his beer palette because this beer is fantastic. You guys, I don't hear any Celine. I guess they play Celine Dion here sometimes. I don't, I don't really think this is a. I think it was a metaphor. I think oh. everybody should. Oh, so. oh, it's a metaphor. Well, she does have a great voice. But, <laughs> but her, she her, does her, have a great voice. Her songs are for shit. I really shit, enjoy though. that. I, I don't. No, I guess I read that too fast, and I didn't really get that reference. Maybe the Celine Dion. I'm guessing oh, I someone was, maybe somebody was performing. Right? I think he was just saying, "I I can admire the talent that goes uh, on, yeah. uh, but I just don't like." <laughs> I was just hoping that. Would just I also, like, like I've never been like, "Damn, this beer is fabulous." <laughs> 
I, I want to start like give that five Grammys. Damn, Ronnie, this beer over here is fabulous. <laughs> Looks good, tastes good. I'll say it's fabulous. Do I like Sandion? No. <laughs> Do I respect her voice? Yes. Back to what I was saying. Uh, All right, what, is a, what is that? Well, next? Brian over here, Brian with an I, maybe I'm too old for the venue. Or maybe it's that my beard isn't ironic. Or my jeans are relaxed fit. Well, the coffee was decent. Nothing extraordinary. Music selection is jarring. Intermittently silent with varying volumes. It wasn't the relaxing <laughs> environment I'd hoped for. Three stars. You gave well, three stars. So. Well, Brian, <laughs> you're middle of the road kind of guy with those relaxed fit jeans. Your beard isn't ironic. It's lazy. And yes, you are too old for this video. And the coffee, while yes, decent, is actually extraordinary. Your taste buds are blown to shit from all those 10% IPAs you've been drinking. And the music, yes, it's jarring. It was metal night. And they were varying the, the levels of the music, up and down. <laughs> and the silence and down. is offbeat tempos your old ass doesn't understand. Yeah, it's called dynamics. It's actually <laughs> did. a musical technique. So, <laughs> sorry, the relaxing environment on Metal Night wasn't up to your snuff. <laughs> Eat a taco, two stars. Oh, man. That's my, rever- my review yeah. against Brian's review. Both these guys can go fuck themselves. I want to know more about your accent, really. though. My, my was that like the detective, like in a black and white, smoking a cigarette, like was a, on the beat tonight? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Brian is a 53-year-old man, divorced <laughs> twice, Ooh. only has half a kid. He spends a lot of time in the casinos, but when he's yeah. out of money. But he doesn't smoke anymore, but he likes to be around the smoke and those lights. Both of these guys should have had the tacos. Well, the problem is their date didn't go well. One of them right. gave it a three stars. Oh, th- that's what the, these were. This is, uh, right? Right. Well, they, his, this his was, was a like three stars. That was supposed to be a bad review, but it gave it three stars. So these tacos are great. The beer is amazing. I guess to recap, the Bearded Man Kitchen at Colony KC, 312 Armor Road, North Kansas City, 64116. Right down the street from Screenland Armor. There's a lot of great stuff happening here in North Kansas City. If you've never been up this way before, get up here and explore, walk around. You got chicken and pickle, lots of other breweries up here. It's really the place to be. If you're having a hankering for some tasty tacos and some amazing beer, stop on in. You won't be disappointed. We'll be right back after this break. Lotus Pool Records is a proud sponsor of Taco the Town. Staunchly independent and inexplicably eclectic, Lotus Pool has something for everyone. For the iconoclast, enjoy Poster Children's Grand Bargain. Engineered by Steve Albini, their first new album in 14 years. The indie rock stalwarts every turn with a blast of political prog punk. For the pseudo-escapist, there's the wickedly talented Heidi Lynn Gluck and her latest album, Pony Show, like an entrapping siren song. Beautifully crafted melodies invite you in and caress you and rock you like a velvet hurricane. And for those that secretly sneak into their car on their lunch hour and listen to 101 The Fox, there is Sun Eaters, authors of the amazing Taco The Town theme song. A band applying the Juggalo business model to their face-melting musical collection with a dash of smart-ass sincerity. Their new album, Unfathomable Darkness, is coming this Christmas. Remember, all Lotus Pool music can be streamed for free at lotuspool.com, a Lotus Pool tradition since 1999. Buy, stream, enjoy. Even when you feel no one else loves you, Lotus Pool Records loves you the most. Feel the love at Lotus Pool. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. 
This is the time on the show called Taco Topics. This is where I want your guys' honest opinion on all things taco. Don't be afraid to bear the depths of your taco soul. Are you guys ready to do this? Ready, I think. Question one, what's the one thing you look for in a taco? Like if I'm getting a chicken taco, I'd like there to be enough chicken on there, not all filler from lettuce and uh, other things that I don't like. It's my number one thing. The meats, the proteins. So the one thing I'm looking for generally is, well, I'm not looking for, I'll tell you what I'm not looking for. Because it's mostly like, I'm fine with most everything. I'm not a big fan of coconut. I'm not a big fan of a lot of raw onion. Pickled onion's okay. Uh, Cooked onion, grilled onions, all those things are fine. Smoked onion, whatever else you want to do. But when you give me like, like slivers of like, or just like a quarter of a friggin' onion on my on my taco, that's lazy. That's cheap. You're cheaping out of me. I know how much that costs. Give me that. Give me that steak on there. Right. You prefer hard shell or soft shell? Uh, soft. Definitely soft. Yeah. Hot or mild salsa? Hot. Uh, fire at Taco Bell. Mild everywhere else. You ever go Diablo? I do not because I never think about it. Do they still sell it or offer it? It's on the secret menu, I think. Like, what's Is that, that right next to the Nestle milk? <laughs> yeah. If you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? Burritos. Adam, burritos. Okay. Probably hamburgers. Oh, actually not hamburgers. Cheeseburgers. Correction. Sorry. Not loose meat sandwiches? When they are around sometimes. <laughs> In your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town? Uh, yes. I will say yes. I've not had very many bad tacos, but I don't know if I have enough evidence to prove that we are a good taco place or, or taco city. I think I could tell, I could safely say we're a bad pizza town. We're a good barbecue town. We're, we're a bad, like, cold cut sandwich town. We're a good <laughs> hamburger town. But are we a good taco town? Terrible hot dog town. That's Awful true. hot dog Awful town. Hot dog town. Awful hot dog town. town. We're a pretty good ice cream town now. Good beer town, good coffee town, tacos though. I think we're like, we're on the cusp of going either direction. I think we're going, I think we're on the up and up with the tacos. As Joe M said, or Brian. Is there something taco wise you think would make Kansas City a better taco town? In, in general, I think when I go to a Mexican place, I always get chips and salsa, right? And I think that has swayed my opinion on a number of places because I think there's a lot of afterthought to that. And to me, it's like if you're going to especially give chips and salsa for free, the first thing, if it's like half-baked version of that or like a weak version of chips and salsa, you're starting me off wrong because I'm very excited. I'm always like I must only go to taco places the hungriest I've ever been. And so when that, uh, you know, chips and salsa, chips and dip, chips and whatever it is, lands, I'm like, let's go, baby. If that first bite, I'm like, what is this? sauce is this like tomato sauce lately i've run into a lot of like this is tomatoes this is just like literal tomato sauce and maybe a jalapeno may have fell in there with some salt better chips and salsa i think that's like what we're what we're wrong about right now a lot more often than not there are some good chips and salsa places out there there's a lot more forgettable ones and i think if we all if we stepped our game up there because most of those I, i i think they all have good tacos i think it's their chips and salsa that they're screwing up the chips you, and salsa at a Mission Taco joint is great. Yeah, the chorizo yeah. cheese dip. Yes, that's great. It's good, but they, they they rotate their sauces, which is cool and and different. So they're not always going to probably be great, but generally speaking, they they give you two, and and usually one of them is really good, or both of them are really good, and then the other one might be wild card. That's a good idea. Have you ever had a time in your life and you've had to turn down tacos? And not because of anything the Taco establishment did. did. <laughs> uh, probably just because I had a few too many. 
beers, probably. Okay. Didn't think it was the safest bet. I had to, uh, only because when you're 22 or 23 and you don't have a lot of like time, money, or or like thought to what you're eating and drinking, you drink a lot of cheap, a lot of cheap beer, and you eat a lot of tacos. And some days, in some weeks, maybe you go 10, 12 days, and maybe you've had tacos every day for 10 or 12 days. And your bowels are starting to scream at you. And you have to choose either no tacos, no Mexican for a day. And this is strictly tacos. Or you can't drink beer. Well, something's got to give. And I had to take a break from tacos for like a good four or five days and eat like a yogurt only, like soft bread. He turned like 96 <laughs> years old for four days. It was weird. Yeah. But I never gave up the beer. Being a taco lover, you do just have to give your bowels a rest sometimes. Yeah. It's good to do. When I was 22 years old, I drank a lot of Olympia, and I ate tuna sandwiches. Damn, and that's how you that, uh, see. That's how you say skinny. You, I, I drank a bunch of Miller High Life at the time, and I drank I, or I ate a bunch of just basic ass beef tacos. Just beef tacos, no sides, no time for that. A lot of chips because they're free. And I think it's the chips and the salsa that were really ruining my life mostly because I was probably eating like six six bowls because it's free. <laughs> And I would just be like, well, I won't, I'll just, I'll still spend money, but I'll buy like a pitcher of beer and I'll drink that. That's my trade-off. That's the right answer. These are, the, this is life hacks for you, kids. <laughs> the, looking to cut some costs. At the time, I thought I wasn't going to live to see 25, so I didn't really care about what I consumed. And, and now I'm elderly. So I think <laughs> Olympia and tuna will get you through, will preserve you. I haven't eaten tuna probably since the 90s. Boy, I'd hate to be your roommate, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I had six roommates at the time. Oh, man. So no one was to blame. But they slowly But there wasn't soft enough toilet paper to save my ass. Oh, no, yeah. Well, the house, there's a sewage-filled basement, so it, <laughs> it's fine. If tacos were not named tacos and the word taco did not exist, what do you think the object we now call a taco would be called. Do you have a name you think you could create for what tacos would be called if the word taco did not exist? Crazazas. That's great. That's what I think. I'm <laughs> is that with Z's? Uh, yeah, yeah. Crazazas. There's Z's, and there's also C's in there, which is Crazazas. Crazazas. You win. Because it's crunchy. Zazas. That's great. <laughs> you don't get a trophy. No. But you win. You did participate, I think, uh, though. You just call it a dia, you know? A dia? Because uh, there's not as much cheese as uh, a quesadilla, so just go with the dia, you know? Oh, a dia, like D-I-L-L-A. Okay. dia. Those are both great. So this is the speed round, guys. Try to break the record here. 20 seconds is the record. We go at the same time? Oh, yeah. Holy shit, two people at the same time? Taco pizza. Yes. Taco salad. No. Taco burgers. Yes. Taco dogs. Yes. No. Yes. Miniature tacos. Yes. Yes, always. Choco tacos. Yes. yes. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast. Absolutely. Yep. Tacos with a shell made out of fried egg. No. I don't know what that means. Tacos served with nacho cheese and french yes. fries. Yes, yes, yes. 23 seconds. Oh, 23 oh, seconds. Man. That was pretty fast, guys, I think. We'll take a second off. 22, I was a little slow on that. <laughs> that was great. One. So well, you guys are fans of taco burgers, huh? Uh, you, yeah, yeah. Brand, I've, you I've like burgers. Had, I've only had one. One official one, and I'm not, I don't know actually. I think they just called it that, and it was just covered in nacho cheese. I think it had avocado and uh, not or tortilla. Oh, yeah, I've had that. Things. Oh, but wouldn't that's, I feel like this is the same one I had. Does Red also, Robin have a taco dog right now? I think now? it was uh, Chili's. Chili's? So I don't know what a taco hot dog is, but I'm pretty sure it's a hot dog with ground beef on it, 
pico. It's like a chili dog. Sauce. Is, that, is that just a cheese. chili Cheese. Yeah, with with taco stuff on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, not chili because there's no chili. Taco Villa. Have you guys have Taco Villa? It's kind of like it's kind of like via <laughs> via duct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like the in and out of South KC. So pretty sure I've had. They that. have taco. Dogs. Have you ever been to Taco Mayo in Oklahoma? I have had Taco Mayo. I don't know if they're known for their tacos, Taco Toms, but I definitely ate it, and I definitely used the restrooms faster than <laughs> I've ever used before. And there was no mayonnaise in any of the tacos. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> that was the worst soup. That was like <laughs> we well, could call yourself taco ketchup, and not going to put ketchup in any tacos. Stupid. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? My solo song is different than my. Mine is Mariah Carey, "Emotions." That's it. Ooh. You know, Mariah Carey's a good singer, but. Sorry, call back on that. <laughs> call back on the Celine Dion. Uh, I would say mine is To Become One by the Spice Girls. That's when great I'm jam. solo. It's a great jam. The entire Rock Jams Volume 3 when I'm with a group of people. And this is the time of the show where I let you ask me a taco question. Do you have a taco question you'd like to ask me? Hmm. So there's hard shell, soft shell. Some soft shells have multiple shells. There's fried tacos, puffy tacos. Then, since we've basically blown the... F- lid off what the taco container can be. Isn't a hot dog a taco? Hot dog is not a taco because of the wiener. What if I put, what if it's a chopped up wiener? (laughs) Yeah, that could be a chopped up wiener. Yeah. But then it's not a hot dog. Then it's not a hot dog. It's a taco. It's a puffy Vienna beef taco. A pulled pork sausage. Maybe hamburger sausages, you know, whatever the hell it is. A sausage made of just pulled pork, which is a major topping in a lot of tacos. It's on a hot dog bun. But dressed with queso fresco, pico de gallo. Hot isn't dog like or a, taco. Well, isn't that like what a Sonoran hot dog is? Have you ever had a Sonoran hot dog? It's a hot taco. Is that, is that just the same? Is that some asshole being like, this isn't a taco, this is a hot dog, but it's absolutely a taco? Well, no, there's, a full, there's a full hot dog link in there. It's not chopped. But it has all mm. taco ingredients plus sour cream. Does a hot dog have to remain intact to be a hot dog? How far away is a hot dog from a submarine? Like a meatball sub, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. The uh, same cradle. So, the, your answer is no. Hot dogs are not tacos? Right. right. Damn it. I mean, it, it, just so you know, I'm as Dave is to tacos, I am to hot dogs. Like, when I go to Chicago, I make sure that I eat hot dogs every meal when I go there. From Quick Trip, I assume. And that is what you're describing as a hot dog. If you've got a link <laughs> in there, it's a hot dog. Sir, you're describing a hot dog. <laughs> you could make a hot dog bun look like a taco shell if you just smashed it a little bit so if i okay if i take a hot dog and i put it on a, on a taco shell is it a taco then yes oh, that's, that's just a mistake <laughs> shouldn't do <laughs> might that might be a taco dog you son of a bitch <laughs> you won here's your trophy you finally got one <laughs> finally right. these guys give us a trophy well brandon adam thanks a lot for being on the show and thanks for talking tacos with me i appreciate it thanks, thanks for having us, us. thanks Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at Taco the Town KC or on Twitter at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. If you'd like to recommend a taco place for us to review or give us a taco tip, please send us a message to our email at tacothetowntopics at gmail.com. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi, and thanks to Colony KC for having us out today. They have great tacos, great brewery, great coffee, and sometimes 
The music can be intermittent, but I think it's an enjoyable place to be. And be sure to stop by Screenland Armor. It's an amazing place to see movies and all their festivals and the events they have there. Thanks to the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available at lotuspool.com. And until next time, go eat some tacos! Down.